This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Hey Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're here. I'm Mike Rayleigh. Rufus Edmonston is here. Ann Clapp is uh, doing a little beach vacation. <coughs> Phil Campbell was nice enough to, to come in. I wish I could have you and, and uh, Nelsa and, and uh, Paul McKenzie and uh, Johnny and all the folks, uh, Pam Beck, uh, on the show every week. I really do. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a it'd be a big time party every week. (laughs) It would be. Y'all don't have time, especially (laughs) Paul, who who is a a hiker in in all kinds of weather. (laughs) You don't care if it's cold or hot or whatever, do you, Paul? Out in the wilderness. 
Well, let's do that, Mike. Let's find a big venue and, and just have a... Well, I've got the venue. Well, I'm talking about every week. <laughs> I, see, I'd have y'all on every single week. If I could, uh, if I could, if I could talk everybody into it, and we, well, we if we really had the facilities, successful. if we had enough microphones and enough phone lines and stuff, we could, we could do it. But um, we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good little reunion back for our thirtieth anniversary. Oh. Even had uh, mm-hmm. Irv Evans come in, and we're so glad to to see Irv. And uh, I need to find Sean Gherkin. I think he's around here somewhere. He was. He was an extension agent in Johnston County, uh-huh. and when Irv would be off, he would get Sean or Lewis Howe or somebody like that to come in, or or a few times uh, Ann Clapp and, and Pam Beck would come in, uh-huh. you know, some master gardeners. So I'd love I'd love to find um, Sean Gurkha. He was he was really good. Of course, all you guys, all the extension agents we've had on the show were just uh, top notch. So Paul is an extension agent in Warren and Vance County. Next week, Johnny Coley is going to be with us, and I think uh, Colby Griffin from Franklin County is going to be on next week. He he um, is down at the beach. He had kind of a last-minute beach thing going on, and when you're a young guy and you have a young family, and I think this had something to do with church too. Mm. So he's a piano player. Did you know he was a piano player, Paul? I did not know that. Yeah, apparently he is. Hmm. That's what he said in a text. We may have to. We don't have a piano here. <laughs> I think I, Melissa has an electric one at, at home. I'll bring that up here so he can play it. There you go. That'd be neat. He can so play I'm, a tune and Rufus can sing. That's right. We can do Amazing Grace. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> our, Not Twist and Shout? Our honky talk angel. <laughs> you were say that. No, your mama said Somehow. not to sing that yeah, anymore. Yeah, mama said don't do that anymore. <laughs> All right. Look, David. Um, is back with us and david you were talking about your wife uh so y'all y'all got a little thing going on here a little debate about uh, crepe myrtles how big are these crepe myrtles oh they're they're down by the road they're tall probably 25 30 feet and what bothers them uh what bothers your wife about those crepe myrtles she, she thinks they look straggly but they're really pretty full well you can get uh, you can get rid of the scraggliness that whatever it is <laughs> You can get rid of that by yes. by pruning it like a you would an oak tree or or a you know, whatever. Well, but you do not want like to give it, a, it. You do not want to give it a, a, a crew cut <laughs> no. like they like no. uh, they do in shopping centers and at some homes in in my neighborhood. Right. I have neighbors who apparently do not listen to the weekend gardener, and that uh, it just hurts me deep, cuts me. Oh, you just don't get good solid stems or limbs to come back when you, yeah, when you they, cut it that hard. They're spindly, and it's, you have to and do it weak. every year. Yep. And then you won't weak. get any flowers for the most part. And I mean, you you may get some. You'll get leaves. It'll look like okay. uh, some some old man with a curly head sitting there. That's about it. You don't want Johnny, that, do you? Johnny, Johnny Coley, he's about, I think he's one of the best. Crepe myrtle pruners I know, and he says prune them from the bottom, which makes a lot of sense because one of the great things about a crepe myrtle is if you can select, you know, five or maybe seven trunks and just kind of keep those bare up, you know, for, right. you know, 
because they actually a lot of they, they they really grow like shrubs and some of the smaller ones you can you can keep as shrubs and it's always good to plant since there are so many different varieties of so many uh, sizes it's good to plant one that will meet your expectations in size and you you certainly want to cut or prune limbs at the uh, at the base of the limb mm-hmm. right and if they if you have limbs that cross each other within the canopy we're talking about you have limbs that right. cross you don't want them to cross and they need the plants need to breathe too the they need to you need to open up the canopy as they say right paul yeah that those are all good practices and that should help a little bit with uh some of the insect pests that will get in there, they like those hot, humid environments where you've got a thick canopy. Um, but you can you can tip them a little bit. You know, you just don't yeah. want to top them. You know, you can cut a little bit off the tips of each each uh, you know each stem. But well, you can cut the bra- the flowers off. The mm-hmm. you can cut the flowers off, and uh, sometimes you can get more flowers depending on when. Depending on the variety, because some some of the earlier varieties you could definitely get away with that. But they some of them bloom at different times. But uh, you know, it's either that or you have to kind of get rid of them and plant something well, that you do like. I'll keep them. I have a question about hydrangeas. I'd like to plant some, but where we live, we have uh, deer that visit quite often. Do they eat hydrangeas? Uh, if they're hungry. They'll eat anything, but they're not as prone to eat hydrangeas uh, as azaleas or anything else. I think you're pretty safe in planting hydrangeas because I've got a couple that are right on the edge of the woods, and the deer walk by them every single day. Uh, now, I, I will admit that my, my neighbor feeds them corn. Uh, they're headed to the, over there to get the corn, but they've not touched the hydrangeas. Yeah, and I think you've had more of a problem with rabbits and hydrangeas. Oh, absolutely. They ate that plant you gave me up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I have one gardening suggestion. Uh, one of my veterans in Chatham County, Mr. Jack Beavers, told me years ago, if you plant green beans on St. Patrick's Day, you'll be picking beans in May. And it's worked every year for about the last 15, 20 years. How about that? Mm-hmm. Phil, you ever heard that? What kind of beans? String beans? Green beans, blue blue legs, uh, contender, whatever you want to plant. Huh. And you planted them on March 17th? Yes. It doesn't work very well if you plant them on the 16th or the 18th. <laughs> plant them on the same time. Absolutely. And they're still How there. They're still there this morning? <laughs> they're still there this morning, yes. Hmm. How about that? Well, report back to so us. So where do you live? I live in Raleigh. Raleigh. I Used to live in Cary, and I did it there. But uh, like I say, my veteran had been doing it for years in Chatham County, and it worked for him. Whoa! That sounds so. like uh, Irish magic there. Yeah, it does because we we uh, always planted them like the first of May. You got Good a grief. leprechaun in your yard, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, you I'll call you back when I start picking them. Well, if you, right, no, call great. me back if you see him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, David, I, I don't want to get between you and your wife now, but I think you win. Well, thank you, Rufus. I, yeah, I, you, listen I to her, her giggle la- back I hear her there. laughing. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my! Yeah, well, David, thank you very much. <laughs> Give us uh, some progress reports. Okay. Wow. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, Bobby is in Raleigh. Bobby, good morning. Great morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, we're doing great, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man, and uh, happy Holy Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of questions. Um, first of all, my mom's got some planters that don't have uh, drain holes in them. And so uh, one thing I told her is that we can drill some drain holes in it. That'll help. But uh, she's looking for things that, uh, because the pot does hold water, something that will grow in there um, that, you know, like when it rains and it's holding water, that it'll still grow. Like I was thinking impatience, but I don't even know if that'll, you know, hold up. It doesn't hold water for long because it's in the sun. So it'll be, you know, wet for like one or two days and then it uh, dries out towards the top. Any suggestions? All right, uh, Phil, what, what would you suggest for the, that climb, that, uh, those so, conditions? So are you going to drill holes in the pot? That's my plan. Okay. I told her that would be the best thing to do. What kind of pot is it? Is it wood or um, pottery? Uh, they're, uh, okay, pure pottery, so I know I can't drill a hole in those. The other ones are plastic, so those mm-hmm. are good. Okay. You can, uh, if you use, um, like, a, a mortar drill, yeah, you can. most of the time you can do pottery if you're very gentle with it. Just right. don't put a lot of pressure on it when mm-hmm. you're drilling. But... Um, as far as something that that's not going to have a drain, uh, what you would need to do probably is put some. What I would do is put a um, couple of or three inches of gravel in the bottom of it, or permatil. Yeah, or permatil, any anything like that. That's great. And then put um, the only thing I know that you could put in there is something like caladiums. Uh, they would grow well there. Um, elephant ears or one of the big bananas, depending on how big the pot is, um, you could do that. Rufus, you got anything yeah. you, you would plant? I, I, I drill a hole in those babies right away and, <laughs> yeah. make, and make it a real pot because if you're just going to have a pot sitting out there, you're going to attract mosquitoes and other things. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting that drill out, my friend. Well, what would you plant in them? Well, if you drill a hole in it, you've got about a million plants to choose from. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I could plant anything then. You're yeah. certain, the impatience you're talking about, you can certainly plant them in there. Yeah, that yeah, drainage okay. makes a lot of difference for plants. Yeah, and if it's, I think you said it was full sun, so you can plant some of the sun patients in there, and they'll do very well. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're, forbi- if you're now, absolutely forbidden from drilling a hole, uh, put something in the bottom of the pot, uh, like a piece of wood or big big rocks, and then set a pot on top of that that, that just fits inside the decorative pot, just a cheap plastic pot, put it inside of it. And then if it collects water, you can pull out the inner pot. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Hands off the water and then and then put your pot back in there. Okay. That's the best world. All right. Now I got a I've got a problem here. Um, that's the minor problem. I um my yard has been neglected for the last couple of years due to health issues and travel. So I am considering planting grass now. Um, if I were to plant some grass, um, what would what is something that would germinate quickly? And in terms of fertilizing, should I use a starter fertilizer? I've got some weeds too, but I'm hoping that the grass. Well, I mean, do you have full sun? Yes. 
Or if you've got full sun, uh, the end of May, 1st of June, you can put out some um, Bermuda seed if you want Bermuda. Sod is best for most of the rest of the varieties of warm season grass. But Bermuda with seed, but you have to mix the seed when you're putting it out. You have to mix that with sand and stuff because it's the seeds are so fine. But you, you got to scratch up that earth a little bit, too. So. Yeah, it, you'd be better off uh, disking it or tilling it up and uh, adding some compost of some kind and okay. uh, the, then then putting down the seed and putting a little straw over that. Or you can put down sod, but you would still need to disk it up. Okay, so I, there's nothing I could plant now. I should not plant. Well, I, the fescue is, if you planted it now, it's likely going to, it won't establish the roots, and it, it's it's kind of a temporary grass. That's what turf specialists okay. consider fescue a temporary grass in this area because it just doesn't survive very well under the great heat that we have here. So put up Bermuda toward the end of May. Yeah. Now the okay. Bermuda, the Bermuda is very aggressive if it's happy, and it can get into plant beds and so forth. And it's, you know, it's you have to put down barriers to kind of keep it out of your plant beds. Yeah, I mean, I've, de- I've got that covered. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Bermuda, did, Paul, you any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, Bermuda makes a beautiful lawn. Uh, I like zoysia. I like centipede as oh, far yeah. as warm warm season grasses. I, I think those are. Any of those are good options. Um, download a copy of Carolina Lawns from uh, NC State, and it gives you uh, the, the, all the details on the different species and how to get them started and when to plant and all that good stuff. Right. Turf Files is a great NC State website to tell you everything you need to know about grasses, and it also has uh, Carolina Lawns uh, available to download. That gives you... Plenty of information. And it calendars for all the different types of grasses. Should I um, do anything about the weeds now or just let them? Well, I mean, you would, you would ideally get rid of the weeds before you planted and disked, disked it up. Okay. But right. you, you have to be very careful about that because if, if you have trees and shrubs around, cause, yeah. uh, and if you use something like round, Roundup, it's going to... You know, it can kill no, most no, I anything. Do like a, I was going to do like a weed and feed. Um, well, you don't want to feed it when you're weeding because that's going to make the uh, you would just just yeah just something to get rid of the you know broadleaf weed killer. Okay, but that's not going to take care of the grass if there's any grass no. at all there. Yeah, if you've got tall no. fescue and and you're converting to a, a warm season grass like Bermuda or or zoysia or centipede. You're going to want to completely kill what's there, uh, so you would need to use a, a broad spectrum herbicide like Roundup uh, or one of the generic versions. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Mike said, you just have to be real careful around your trees. Very careful. Flowers. Okay. All right, Bobby. I will do it. Thank you, guys. Very You're much. very very welcome. Thank you. More of the weekend gardener coming up. We'll talk to Eric and Kristen. Straight ahead on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus.
More Beatles. What can you say? What? Golly, I can't believe it's already 1036. My goodness. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's get to uh, Eric here on the Weekend Gardener. He's in Raleigh. Eric, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Um, and, and I want to say real quickly, uh, listening uh, uh, to one of the spots that had uh, just show the history of, of WPTF, um, it would be I would be remiss if I didn't say uh, that you know me. Uh, I used to work for Curtis Media, State Government Radio, um, and you. Oh, I, absolutely, Eric. Yeah. yeah, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I hope you're well, my friend. I know you're doing well. Yes, sir. And uh, you know, over the years, uh, when as old Raleigh boy, uh, when you talk about the history. Of, of not only just the history of this area, but the history of broadcasting, uh, you should be included uh, and this show in that part of history. Well, see, so, the problem is that I put it together originally as in 19, whenever our 65th anniversary was, uh, Tony Rigsby and Tom Kearney and I did a yeah. show for a year yeah. every Sunday night uh, for an hour and talked about it. And I put that together as a theme song to open up the show. And I, I, I put together right many there, but I've added a tremendous number since then. And I just, I, I just I really didn't want to put thing. myself, yeah. I didn't want to put myself on there. Well, Eric, I've said the same thing for 15 years. <laughs> and, and Mr. Edmondson, I want to tell you, uh, as somebody that has supported you uh, in every election, wherever you were running for, you know, I told myself I will continue to vote for you and even vote for you to go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I accept. Oh, yeah, right. and I appreciate that. Oh, that's That'd wonderful, the, Eric. That would be the best election I would ever win. Yeah. And who are you telling? Who are you telling? <laughs> but, but, I, but I wanted to ask you about uh, my wife and I uh, planted some gardenias uh, last year. Um, and, of course, this, this hard, uh, you know, the many nights of frost we had over the winter, um, the gardenias are, are browning at the top they have green leaves at the bottom and and i just wanted to know if that is something that we should just be patient as because i've i'm seeing new blooms at the bottom um it, it looks like they're they're trying to push out but now what what kind of plant is this gardenia okay yeah you know a lot of times with uh, now uh, we tr- the way we trim evergreens sometimes we trim them uh, so they're fuller at the top than they are at, at the bottom, and the, at the bottom they don't get the sunlight that they should, and they don't grow as as full at the bottom. We should probably prune plants more of a like a pyramid type type thing, a little smaller at the bottom. And right, uh, Paul, what what say you about about that? Any indication? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike, uh, with your pruning tip. And also, gardenias are cold, you know, a little cold sensitive. They are, indeed. Um, but chances are they will recover, and I would just wait and see. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once we get, you know, warm weather here to stay, um, just kind of assess and prune out okay. anything that looks raggedy. And uh, uh, the rest should, should flourish and do just fine. Yeah, you but, should wait yeah, until after, a- after the possibility of them blooming before you, you know, let them, okay. let them bloom before you prune. Because yeah. it's interesting, we planted uh, two azaleas uh, at the same time in, in the past couple of days, 
right before, I think two days ago, right before the first frost night, we were supposed to get frost advisory. I noticed during that day, there were the, the, they were budding. They were starting to come out. Mm -hmm. So we quickly went ahead and just covered them for the past two nights. Um, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, that's no they, problem with they that. Tend to be doing well. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did the right right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's all. I just wanted to, you know, it's it. This is always an exciting time. Yeah. Uh, it to is. The outdoors and, and especially with the pandemic, um, I've noticed. Uh, a larger than normal amount of folks at the at the Home Depots and garden centers. Um, people just want to get out. So um, this this is a fun time. So it certainly is. Any any other advice, uh, Phil or Rufus? I would just uh, I go with what you said. Just leave those gardenias and let's see if they won't come out and flourish for you. They've only been in a year. It takes a while for them to get settled in. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Great. Great. Advice. Yeah, that's great. Eric, uh, thanks very much. Good you're, luck. you're doing a, a great, great job in your current position, and you did a great job on television too. I, pr I appreciate <laughs> it, man. And, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where you you have to you have to uh, pay attention to those before you and. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. You're definitely one of those that that uh, I've always watched quietly, and you're you're one of the best broadcasters. That I've ever met. Oh well, right. golly, thank you so much. Amen. Well, you know, I'll, I, I'm I, maybe I'll we'll put my uh, my voice on on that thing in four years when I'm that's my fiftieth anniversary. There you go. You'll get there. Far too long to wait. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. Thank you, you Eric. Too. Bye bye. All right, uh, Kristen is with us in South Carolina. Hey, Kristen, how you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. Happy Easter. Happy, Happy Easter, Easter to you. you. Um. Phil has given me information over this uh, new house that we're in now. It's not so new anymore about my crepe myrtles, mm -hmm. and uh, they were just I, I don't didn't know anything about them, and they were just covered in aphids, and I mean, like unbelievably covered. And so uh, after everything died away, I finally got around to pressure washing the the branches and I mean it went from the top to the bottom I've got two that are probably 12 feet tall and and you know now the the branches look real good and I've and I've raked up all of the mulch that's underneath and replaced it and now they're starting to put out little leaves so I want to know what I need to do to to ward that off so that I don't have a repeat of that because I didn't know anything about it. You know, I didn't I didn't spray or do anything and didn't know I should, and now I know. Yeah, I need to that's know right. It, it's all an education. <laughs> Phil, uh, what what would you? I would not do anything. Um, if you spray, you're going to kill all of your uh, beneficials, like mm -hmm. praying mantis and all the different things that um, would eat those aphids. And so I would not spray anything at this point. Um, okay. I would just leave if the leaves are coming out, everything's looking healthy. I would leave it just like it is. Paul, well, uh, what what about you? They're tiny little leaves, but they're yeah, fine. yeah. They're oh good. yeah, they're, they're good. They'll be coming out. Paul, what would you say about that situation? Yeah, aphids are more of a cosmetic problem in most cases, so you can just kind of keep an eye on things. And if you do see an outbreak again this summer. Uh, yeah, you definitely need to watch out for the beneficials. And so horticultural oils, uh, summer oil, 
or insecticidal soaps would be a great way to go. Those are very effective on aphids and won't harm most of your beneficials. Right. And uh, they're, they're not going to harm the tree. They they can cause uh, the powder, the uh, mildew, got a sooty mold on there with it from their droppings and right. and from, you know, ants, the right. honeydew right. on there. Yeah. Well, um, I can always handle don't do anything. Yeah, 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 me too. I wouldn't do anything right now. <laughs> I definitely would not. Yeah, just well, let I, them and, and report back to us if, if anything else changes. Yeah. But but uh, I don't need to, to do anything till I see something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, ladybugs um, oh, are going to take if, care of them. I mean, you know, so just don't worry about it. Yeah, so let the ladybugs get on there. I got ladybugs. In my house. Okay. Oh, my. That's great. Yeah, well, that is good because that means you got them in the garden, too. That's great. (laughs) They're they're terrible. I did pick up a couple of tips from a caller three or four back because I've been on the hold for half an hour. Oh, my. uh, uh, About cutting some of those little branches that are crisscrossing in there. So I'll go do that this afternoon. Yeah, that lets more air in, so that'll keep the aphids. Yeah, Makes, makes the plant look better, too. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Kristen. Have a good Appreciate Easter. you calling us. It's good to talk to y'all. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. Uh, you know, squirrels can be a big nuisance in the garden. Some people watch them like to watch their acrobatics, but they can they can be a pain, too. They may wow. eat uh, flower buds, uh, dig up plants, chew on decks and outdoor furniture. They can also be really annoying. But a way to stop the squirrel damage is with I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent. You got some of that, Phil? Oh, yes, we okay. do. I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It has botanical oils and lots of natural ingredients that squirrels mm-hmm. just don't like. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is effective and easy to use, and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. You can spray I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the I Must Garden Granular Repellent directly into the soil of your flower pots to prevent digging. And if you want to prevent squirrels from chewing on trees, spray your trees as soon as they start leafing out. I Must Garden repellents are sold all over the Triangle <coughs> area, so look for I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as For Garden's Sake in Durham, Whole Foods in Chapel Hill, and Campbell Road Nursery. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other I Must Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. And it's also available, by the way, at the Garden Hut in Fuquay and, and at Logan's. Uh, Two more of our sponsors. Protect your garden today, won't you? With natural pest protection from IMOS Garden Repellent. Earth-friendly, people and pet-friendly, and made right here in the Triangle. We'll talk to Diane and Rose, East and North Carolina girls, coming up here on WPTF. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, it's 10.50. Mike Rayley here. Ann Clapp is off today. She's uh, beaching it, I guess. And uh, Brother Rufus is with us. Uh, Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery. You know, black cow, the mature manure, the warmer planting season is on its way. And now is the time to start getting your garden ready. Make sure you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with black cow. 
Prepare new plant beds with a one and a half inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it into the soil six inches deep. Black cow is natural and organic and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up the bright bag and it's a yellow bag. You'll you can't miss it and, and get growing. For more details, wonderful website. Go to blackcow.com. That's spelled with a K, blackcow.com. Diane is in Smithfield. Diane, good morning. Uh, I usually have a uh, garden, small garden with uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, and bell peppers. Mm-hmm. And my cucumbers do great, my tomatoes do great, but my bell peppers, I can't get big bell peppers. I mean, they're usually just like one to two inches, and I, what magic can you tell me to do? <laughs> wow. Have you tried miracle Grow? Yes, I use miracle Grow. What brand are you grow? What what's the name of them? The the variety of yeah, the variety. bell pepper. You know, I don't have the uh, insert with me. I don't really know. I I look at them and I, you know, they look like they're big bell peppers, uh, different colors. You know, red, yellow, green. Some of them from seed yeah. or transplant. Um, well, most of the time it's it's where I buy them. Uh, I I do both. I have some seedlings that are popping up, but then I, I buy, most of the time, I just buy the already um, grown um, bell pepper that's small. And, the, um, it, um, does, the, does the plant overall look like it's struggling, or do you get lots of good healthy foliage and just small peppers? Exactly. Lots of good, healthy foliage with small peppers. Yes. Too much nitrogen. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's too much nitrogen. You'll, You're you'll, uh, that at any time you over fertilize. So maybe you need uh, a, a, something with, with less nitrogen uh, fertilizer or some of the Espoma products, maybe. Yeah, okay. good slow release fertilizer. I'd cut back a little bit on the on the Miracle Grow. That's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Miracle Grow, but you can overdo it, and and okay. that might be the problem. Okay, because, uh, well, actually, last year I planted twice. The first time I put miracle Grow, and then I put some kind of fertilizer, and then I put my plant, and I Yeah, you probably mm-hmm. over-fertilized. Yeah. 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 It died. And they, died. you know, I, sweet peppers need uh, a long time to mature. Um, NC State says 60 to 90 days. And, and Rufus, uh, you can attest to hot peppers. They take a real long time, yeah. like 150 days they to mature. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying on on my a lot of my peppers. I'm I'm trying to beat the first frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some peppers just don't grow as big as others. Big Bertha is one that's uh, better suited for stuffing and um, having having a larger pepper. Uh, some of the others are just kind of medium growers. But it does sound like you've got a little bit too much fertilizer. Too much. Well. That would be just like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people well, do that. You just want to rush it, Diane. You know, I mean, you, know people... you think a little bit's good. Uh, a lot would a lot be, great, be great, but that's not the way it works. With that, putting yeah. too much fertilizer on a flowering plant, and you got to have flowers to get get the peppers on a flowering plant is going. You just you're going to get some pretty green leaves, but you're not going to get the blooms. Okay. Well, 
I will try cutting back on the fertilizer. Yeah, sounds great. And uh, NC State, I'm uh, I'm sure the extension service Paul has has a leaflet that might help with with uh, growing peppers. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And actually, if you go to the uh, the soil test uh, section of the Department of Agriculture, they've got a nice little reference on fertilizing your vegetable garden. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. Um, I just have a small area because uh, when I'm planted in my outside yard, the uh, rabbits and the deer get them. And, and I don't really want to build a cage around it and be, go to all that trouble. So I have a brick, I call it a courtyard, that's my vegetable garden. Uh-huh. And um, I've tried to build peppers in several different areas, and it seems like I get bigger peppers if I just plant them in big pots rather than the ground. Um, but even then, even though they're better, because, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, but uh, it just seems like the I've noticed that the pots are better than if I plant them on the ground. But even in the pots, they're better, but they're still not getting those big supermarket, big peppers right. that people are getting. Is there a trick uh, in those pots? I mean, how big should they be? I mean, they're big pots and deep, so surely they're getting more than enough Roots well, big pots are good. Well, again, I think you might have just put a little too much fertilizer. Yeah, I in think those that it all goes back well. to that, and, yeah. and your potting soil may have some fertilizer in it too. Yeah, some of it does have starting soil, uh, starting fertilizer. <coughs> have to be careful. So, be, yeah, be careful about that. All right. Well, I think uh, we've got the answer then. I hope so. Well, let us know how the peppers turn out this year, all Diane. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, my buddy Kelly uh, wrote me on uh, Facebook about his um, roses, the knockout roses. And he says, uh, I have a question about knockout roses. Is there a point after several years when it's more prudent to simply replace the old bushes with new ones rather than cutting them back to spur growth? My old ones are doing fine, but they're getting woody looking. Phil or Paul or Rufus? I'll just cut them back again. I've, I've got some that are 20 years old, 25 years old, just cut them back. and I think they keep getting better every year. Yeah, I think cut, cutting back roses, and we're fortunate we, there's something that, that works, that, that really spurs the growth and brings out you know, the new blooms and leaves and so forth, and we're fortunate that, to, to have plants like that that we can renew, that are renewable. Paul? Yeah, keep cutting them back as long as they're looking good, as long as they're performing yeah, well. As long as they're healthy and not getting rose rosette and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rose is with us, speaking of which, and Rose Rhodes from uh, Princeville doesn't, doesn't have any, or uh, Princeton doesn't have any roses. <laughs> but she's got a book uh, about uh, propagation. propagation. Yes. That's right, uh, plant propagation. Uh, rose, we, we're running out of time. How are you? I'm doing great. I wanted to address the uh, woman with the round with the problem with the poison in her azaleas. If she would take uh, some Roundup, put it in a little can, and get a brush, and put on some gloves and clip that poison, and then brush exactly where she clipped it immediately, that would kill that poison. 
When you say poison. Poison ivy? Po- is that what you're talking ivy, about? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, the poison ivy, I think. Okay. I, I cleared a whole woodland place for a garden by Roundup. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure you were real careful with it too. Oh yeah, you we wear be, gloves, and yeah. you you know you don't breathe it. Right, and by applying it like that, it uh, you you certainly cut down on it drifting. Yeah, but anything you cut, if you would apply that roundup yeah. immediately, most things except sweet gum will die that yeah. year. Yeah. Hey Rose, thank you very much. Okay. Keep okay. selling those books, okay. Plant Propagation of Primer. Have a and Marianne is in Sanford. Marianne, hold on, we'll see if we can get your. Uh, question off the air brother rufus good night phil thank you very much thank you sam god love you have a great easter everybody